Janine, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is journalist Kayleen Schaefer, and we're going to talk about her new book, But You're Still So Young. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Tell me, how did you come up with the idea for this book? In part, it was selfish. I was looking at my own life at the end of my 30s and wondering did I do this right? I was not unhappy, but yeah. it just, um, I had thought my thirties would be a lot different than they turned out to be. And so I, you know, I knew the statistics about people coming to all these milestones that we think of as adult milestones at later ages, but I didn't think the statistics were all that comforting when I really wanted to know, but did other people feel this way and go through their thirties this way? So I thought that I would look around and find out if other people were feeling this way and living through their 30s this way um, and ended up spotlighting eight people in the book and myself too, um, who I followed for two years and told their stories as they're considering these traditional adult milestones. That's amazing. How did you find your subjects for the book? I cast a really wide net because initially when I was thinking of this story, um, I thought, am I wrong? Is this only something that's happening on the coast? You know, obviously you and I are both on the coast. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we're seeing people not approach these milestones until later in their life and later in their thirties or even after that. Um, but I wanted to make sure it was happening countrywide. And so I just, I talked to a lot of people, had initial conversations with 50 people to try and determine if I did want to follow them for, I, I thought it was going to be a year. It ended up being two years because that's, of the pandemic. Me, that's a lot of conversations. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, the initial conversation, you know, it was more, I was just trying to get a sense of where they were at in their life. And also if they would be open with me, I'm a complete stranger calling you and saying, right. like, tell me about your dreams. Sure. You know, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> exactly. And so the people that I eventually profiled in the book, um, were willing to do that, but also live in different places, come from different backgrounds, are different races, are different income brackets, um, and, and have different dreams, quite frankly. So I really wanted to show a complete picture of people who are still figuring out their 30s. Well, and there's so much uh, judgment for, you know, I think, older generation of how things should be, you know, and I saw this great illustration this week about mental health where um, it used to be that you're defined by your job and your salary. Now you're defined by your mental health, your self-care. What you do is a very small part of who you are. That's really interesting to hear you say that. Yeah. I think it, it is very important in a lot of ways, this financial picture and this career picture to how 30 somethings feel about themselves, but more in an internal way than an external way, because you, you watch a lot of the characters struggle with, am I doing the thing that I love and that I wanna do? Do I wanna keep going after that? Or, or should I flip and do this other thing that, that may provide me more stability uh, financially and just in having a continuous uh, place to work? Um, and so I think that that's a, that's a really, it's a huge part of setting up our lives. And I think a lot of people, 
myself included, this is what I thought, that I would figure those things out first and then kind of swing the other personal things around them. You know, I would establish myself in my career and financially, and then I would think, oh, who's my romantic partner? Do I want to have kids? Do mm-hmm. I want to own a home? Where is that home going to be? Um, and I think that that's a tricky place to be in because this financial security and, and this um, employment um, security as, as we get more unemployment, um, it, it's a hard thing to capture. And so if you're waiting for that to figure out the rest of your life, that's a tricky place to be in. Right. Did you find that a lot of people are living at home? Is there, you know, older, late 20s, 30s? A lot of people are living at home, which is very interesting to me. The statistics bear this out. Um, It is the most common way of living if you're 18 to 34 is with your parents, which it didn't used to be. Um, It used to be living with a romantic partner. Um, and, And among my subjects also, they mirror the statistics. The majority of them had moved back into their childhood, excuse me, childhood home after they thought they were long gone. Um, and there's, there's a lot of hand-wringing about this. Adult children at home, what are they doing? Kick them out. Um, yeah. But I, I think that hand-wringing is largely unnecessary and it matters more what you're doing when you're living with your parents. You know, yeah. are you going to school? Are you saving for your own home? Are you, you know, recovering after a breakup? You know, you can, mm-hmm. there can be very good ways to use that support system if you're lucky to have it. And there shouldn't be a stigma about it. Right. Especially now we're in a pandemic. Exactly. So that number has only increased, you know, thousands more people went home when their schools closed, if they couldn't afford to pay rent or their mortgage, you know, if they needed child care, there, there are all these ways to use that support system, especially now. What are some highlights uh, you'd like to point out from your book without giving too much away? I, I the overall message that I wanted to share was just that people in their 30s are approaching these traditional milestones and creating their own milestones, which are different from the traditional milestones at their own paces, on their own timelines. And that's totally okay. It's not said very much that it it is all right not to get that checklist out and just check, check, check everything. But it is, and and it's truly how we're living. Yes, things are completely different. I mean, I remember both my parents were married really young to other people and they're married a few <laughs> times. And, and now, I mean, I didn't get married till I was 31. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met my husband at 29. It's like, and I remember a relative saying to me at 27, I was in grad school. What are you doing? Don't you want to get married? Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if marriage was the start of a woman's life for a long time, and it doesn't have to be anymore. And a lot of women don't think it should be, you know, they, they do want to finish grad school, you know, they do want to establish their career before they pick a romantic partner. Mm Because I think these partnerships are also a lot more involved in the way we think about marriage, you know, the the flip side of the hand wringing and, and the questions of don't you want to get married is a lot of experts look at us approaching these milestones more thoughtfully and, and say, but you have a better marriage, you know, or you're a better partner or you're better at your job because you took time to come to it. And it's true with parenting too. You know, you're a better parent because you did this more thoughtfully versus saying, well, I am X age, I better do this. So right. I think that's a cool part of the story. I think so. I think it's so important to get to know yourself. And I, someone once told me, you know, have a full life. 
like really dive into who you are and what you want. And it's so easy to say, oh, and don't listen to all the people, your parents or whatever, but you really have to follow your own voice, your inner voice. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it, it is hard. It does cause a lot of anxiety having these choices. You know, it's a lot easier just to use the most basic example. If you walk into an ice cream store and there's two choices, vanilla or chocolate. Okay. But, you know, you walk in and there's the whole host of flavors. It, it causes a lot more angst. Like, am I picking the right thing? Yeah. But the flip side of that is, but we do have choices. And that's really cool because then our lives become more layered and textured and we get to do different things and, you know, grow and change in ways that you maybe couldn't if you didn't have those choices. Yes. I mean, change is scary. The pandemic is unsettling. But, you know, sometimes these unexpected twists can be a good thing. In the best cases, this pandemic has been freeing and clarifying. A people, in my book, many of the subjects looked at what they were doing every day and said, do I, do I want to continue doing this every day? And there, there's obviously the flip side of, you know, rising unemployment and that's harder on younger people. And we're currently going through our second once in a lifetime recession, you know, so, so that can't be understated that there are blocks in place, especially financially, and that is thwarting a lot of people. But there is also this moment where we can look at our goals and what we were going after and, and reconsider them and be thoughtful about them. Definitely. Um, at what point were you in the process of uh, creating this book when the pandemic hit? Did it be almost <laughs> done? Were you thinking, oh no, I got to pivot and focus on something else in the book? I'm so glad you asked. I had completed a first draft that I thought was great. I had just sent <laughs> it to my editor. <laughs> like, we're done here. Yeah. Um, yes. Never. And we were not. I really, I rewrote the majority of the book to reflect wow. what was happening now because all of these five milestones that we've talked about have really only intensified the delay here and the, the change in society's thinking about them because of the pandemic. Like the story was happening and was true when I started, but it, it is now even more true that our thirties just were not proceeding in lockstep and we are coming to these milestones at later and later ages. Right. I mean, and if you're fortunate enough to live with your parents and get along with them, it's the way to go because, you know, paying rent in this kind of economy, if you've lost your job, I mean, it's really been a major shakeup. It's really interesting to talk to people who've done it or who are currently doing it because, you know, like we talked about, there's a certain amount of stigma there. There's a certain amount of dread, but most people come out of it saying that was great. I'm so glad I did it. You know, it, it really helped me. And, and the parents in many, many cases like having them there. That's great. That's amazing. Anything else you'd like people to know about your book? It is um, very much a narrative and a story. Um, I did a lot of research, but I also really want you to be invested in these characters' lives. And you are truly following them through some twists and some turns. And I was worried nothing would happen to them, but I was wrong. Ah. Lots <laughs> happens to them. And there's a lot of forward momentum and a lot of positivity. That's amazing. And where are you calling in from? Are you here on the West Coast? No, I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, you're Brooklyn. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm originally from New York. So, and how are things with you in the pandemic? 
Well, you asked me um, about turning in the book. So I, I turned in the book. I, it was due, but I also was um, about to give birth to my first child, my only child. Oh, no. um, so <laughs> I turned in the book, had a baby, pandemic. <laughs> but honestly, I, I have gotten to be with my son for some really cool moments that I might have missed had I had we not all just been stuck inside this apartment together. Um, so, so that part has been wonderful. You know, it's had its challenges, but yes. I'm, I also, you know, I'll, I'll take it. I'm grateful for it. You bet. And where can people find out more about you and your book or your books, actually? Um, you can buy the book anywhere. Books are sold. Um, bookshop.org is great. Amazon okay. is obviously good. Um, and I, my website is KayleenShafer.com. You can find my Twitter, my Instagram, um, news articles about the P, about the book, excuse me, are there also. Fantastic. Congratulations. And I can't wait to uh, check out your future work because I know there'll be lots of it. Thank you.